Smart Talk is supported by Capital Blue Cross, providing health care coverage accepted by doctors and specialists in all 50 states. More information is available at capbluecross.com. Capital Blue Cross, live fearless. Smart Talk is also supported by UPMC, offering surgical care for the brain, spine, and peripheral nerves. More information can be found at upmc.com slash centralpaneuro. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF. I'm Scott Lamar. Homer Plessy will be pardoned by the state of Louisiana 130 years after his crime, and crime is in quotation marks. In 1892, the 29-year-old African-American bought a first-class train ticket but was told to retire to the train car designated for blacks. When he refused, he was arrested. In 1896, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled against Ferguson, or excuse me, against Plessy, and affirmed separate but equal segregation that was finally struck down in 1954. Plessy versus Ferguson is considered one of the worst decisions ever made by the Supreme Court. To talk more about it, Widener University Commonwealth Law School professor of law, Michael Domino. Mike Domino, welcome to the program. Why is Plessy versus Ferguson considered one of the Supreme Court's worst decisions? Thank you, Scott. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. The, uh, that question is actually one of the most important and most debated ones with respect to Plessy versus Ferguson. That is the, not whether it's wrong, but why it's wrong. And uh, people have, have disagreed about that ever since there's been a, uh, uh, an agreement about the, the proper result in the case. Uh, and there are two views on it. One tracks Justice Harlan's dissent in that case, where he said, the problem with uh, Louisiana's law is that it is not colorblind, that the, the equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment requires that the government to, uh, treat people irrespective of race. Uh, and this, this law, this separate rail car act, explicitly discriminated on the basis of race. It said whites go to one car, blacks go to another car. The other view on Plessy versus Ferguson is that Plessy versus Ferguson is wrong uh, because it subordinated the racial minority. <clears throat> it not only treated blacks and whites separately, but it did so to enforce a notion of white supremacy. The, the essential reason for the law was Louisiana's uh, uh, belief that blacks weren't good enough to ride in the car with whites. And so that uh, is the reason that, that Plessy versus Ferguson was wrong. Okay. Now that the difference between those two views has major implications for modern debates, most notably affirmative action. Whereas modern day conservatives say, look back to Plessy versus Ferguson. In that case, we have a law that distinguished between blacks and whites. We should be colorblind. We should treat people the same with respect to race and therefore racial preferences, whether for minorities or for whites should be unconstitutional. Modern day liberals, on the other hand, supporters of affirmative action say, it's okay to treat blacks and whites differently to impose a preference for one group rather than the other, as long as you're not doing it to subordinate one group, as long as you're not doing it to establish the supremacy of the majority. And so that, that debate about why exactly Plessy is wrong uh, continues to be the major question about that case, 
now 130 years later. You anticipated my next question as to why it was something that uh, was uh, timely today. But I have to admit, just in our conversations, Mike, you, I, we've had you on there many times. Uh, I've heard mention more often of Plessy than I had have of Dred Scott, for example, which another case that was pointed to as just a horrible decision by uh, the Supreme Court. Is it because of what you just described that uh, Plessy is more apropos to what's going on today? I think that's right. Uh, there, there are two reasons. That's one of them, uh, that Plessy is very much apropos of what's going on today because of this debate about whether colorblindness is the right meaning of the 14th Amendment. The other reason is that Dred Scott was decided in 1857 and it was surrounded by the context of slavery. The case was about slavery. It was about whether Dred Scott's status was slave or free. And that the, the precise question of that case was resolved by the Civil War and the 13th Amendment, which, which banned slavery and by the 14th Amendment's text which, which uh, gave citizenship to all persons who were born in the United States. Uh, and so the, the precise question of Dred Scott is not one that's going to be raised today. Uh, the question, however, of, uh, of uh, distinguishing between the races is one that is very much with, with the country today and is much debated. And so Plessy, in that sense at least, has uh, much more resonance with the general public today. It's also um, helped, I think, by, uh, by Brown versus Board of Education status as an iconic case, that Brown is viewed as overruling Plessy. And so Plessy is in that conversation to a much greater extent than Dred Scott is. And Brown versus uh, Board of Education was the case that uh, uh, that said that segregation was not legal uh, in, in, in that case in, uh, in schools. We're speaking with Widener University Commonwealth Law School Professor of Law Michael Domino about Plessy versus Ferguson and why that 1896 Supreme Court decision is uh, timely today. Uh, Mike, a question that many people may wonder, I mean, what uh, prompted this whole conversation is the state of Louisiana, the Board of Pardons uh, has agreed to pardon Homer Plessy and the governor has been committed to uh, doing the same thing. Why pardon someone 130 years later? Well, obviously in one sense, uh, it, it has limited effect. It's purely symbolic uh, in the sense that it's not going to do Mr. Plessy any good, but symbolism matters sometimes. And the it can be uh, a quite important message for Louisiana to say, this is a part of our past for sure, but it's a part of our past that we regret. Uh, we, we don't stand behind this anymore. In fact, we're going to go out of our way to address this problem that has been a stain on our state's reputation for more than 100 years. Uh, and so that's, that's the reason why I think it's not, uh, it, it is to make a statement the same way, by the way, that uh, the Supreme Court of the United States went out of its way a few years ago to, uh, to expressly disclaim Korematsu versus United States, the World War II Japanese internment case uh, in a statement that had very limited relevance to the, the case that the court was then deciding. The court went out of its way to say, we don't stand behind that case anymore. We think that case was wrongly decided. 
Uh, we think that is a, a negative mark on our record, and we want to say explicitly that we don't stand behind it anymore. I think Louisiana is doing exactly the same thing here. Michael Domino, Widener University Commonwealth Law School Professor of Law. Mike, thank you very much for being with us today. <clears throat> thank you, Scott. It's always a pleasure. Right. Coming up later this week, the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection and its place in history and PennDOT needs snowplow drivers like now. So be sure to tune in for the rest of the week. You're listening to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar.